Welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Callum. And I'm Bobby. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Good evening. Good evening. Did you hear the new intro then? Yeah, through me. Yeah. Just a point on that. Um, have you looked at our viewing figures, listening figures for the last two weeks while he's been on? Because if they've gone down, then we need to reassess this. Uh, yeah, have actually. Have they gone down? I'm not even lying. They've gone down? Slightly. Because of Bobby. I can only presume that, yeah. Doors open, I'll just leave now if you want. See well, later then. Yeah, they might go up. Yeah. <laughs> What's been happening this week? Not a lot, don't think. United have appointed a new manager. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're still not trying very hard, though. No. And the loose forward pod uh, is off on a... Jolly, aren't we this weekend? We are this weekend, yeah. Where are we going, Bobby? Uh, we're going to Newmarket for the Guineas Festival. We are. Have you even had a look at any of the horses yet? Not yet, no. I did on the day. 2,000 Guineas, Coribus. Right. 1,000 Guineas, Mahawavan, something like that it's called. If you heard it here first. Right. There you go. I won't be putting them on then. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty happening in Rugby League this week, though. Yeah, another exciting round of Super League. Yeah, but there's been so much news as well. Mm. Yeah, it's been non-stop this week, hasn't it? Coaches news, players news, transfer news. Um, just all sorts of different stuff this week. Mm. Oh, should we get started on it? Yes. Let's start with Super League round 10. Where do you want to start? Um, well, I want to start, actually, with what we've got on the programme tonight. Okay. Tell us before we get into round 10. Uh, Super League stats. And then we've got bits of news and we'll be joined by Leeds fan Jordan because there's been happenings at Leeds yet again. Yeah. And uh, Jordan kicked a fuss up that he'd been kicked off the pod. Yeah. So, rightly so, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, NRL and then Bry's on with the Predictions League and we're gone. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, round 10. Well, where do you want to start? Um, top of my list is, it's in no particular order, it's just the, it's just the order I watch the games in. Um, Hull FC 14, Catalans 8. Mm, didn't expect that. I don't know what I expected from any of these games coming off the back of the Easter weekend. Yeah, true. Um, but I thought this one was a very, very tired game. To it looked a game between two tired sides. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I thought the exact same thing. I don't think either team rested any over the uh, Easter Monday game, though, did they? So I think it was probably bound to catch up them eventually. Yeah, big congratulations to Danny Houghton, four hundredth career appearance. Yeah, sir. Some going that really. Yeah, tremendous milestone, isn't it? Very good. Um, and then uh, Hull FC up to fourth, Callum. 
Yeah, it's strange. I can't really believe it because I don't. I still don't think they're very good, to be honest. They're very hit and miss. Oh, they seem to be very hit and miss, and yet they, they've probably well, they've obviously won more games than they've lost now. But don't know. Just just strike me as a very bizarre team, and I can't quite put my finger on why I still think that. We said last week, didn't we? One of the one of the hardest things to do is predict what the two whole sides were going to do. Mm. We did. Um, I'm just seeing, apart from the derby then, yeah. I mean, they've not had a great winning streak, if you like. They've won two in a row now. Well, we also said that at the beginning, that they'd win one, lose one, win one, lose one. We also said that. We, we said that in the first yeah, but then you go, yeah, five the f- or six games. Then you go, oh, the fourth now. How? Mm. And that's what I don't understand. That's what I can't get my head around. I suppose when you look at it another way, that other teams around them have faltered even mm. uh, even more so. You know, I'm, I'm think I'm, I'm thinking. You know, obviously like Warrington, Leeds. You know, the, the, the bigger teams that are really not sort of it, Castleford, mm. the ones that perhaps we expected more of at the start of the season have not really fired at all, have they? Even compared to Hull FC. No, no. I... You're probably right. It just uh, just seems a strange one for me. Um, like I say, even Catalani, who everybody was sort of tipping to to win the league and make another grand final, there they've been a bit hit and miss as well, haven't they? At times, yeah. Just uh, there, there only seems to be St. Helens and Wigan who were able to get those those long winning streaks. Mm. Yeah, it seemed them to seem miles ahead of of anyone else. And Hull FC going to be without Josh Reynolds as well now, I think, for the next couple of weeks, aren't they? Yeah, so no Gale, no Reynolds. So that's good. they're going to find that tough over the next couple of weeks, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. I think they will. It's all about Jake Connor in it at Hull, I think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, in terms of attack. Yeah. Because uh, obviously the props, Satai and, and Sow and, and people like that, there. I mean, I thought Sow... Um, was it Sasatai had a, a try, didn't he? And I thought mm. he played really well. Um, I like him a lot. He's played well every time I've seen him. I, I really like him. Um, uh, but I think he's carrying that pack at the minute, to be honest. Here's a question for you. Is Chris Satai one of the best crashers over the line in the league at the minute? Because every time he scores a try, he just seems to he just seems to bull. There's no stopping him from about five yards out at the minute. He's very very hard to stop. He's a powerful lad, isn't he? I'd stop him. <laughs> <laughs> How did your team go on this week? By the way, I wouldn't play because couldn't get a team. Right, so at least you're fresh. Well, I was quite happy with that to be honest, because I had a bit of an hamstring problem and I don't think it lasted eighty minutes. Okay, but you uh, still would have stopped Chris Satai. Yeah. Okay, fair enough then. Yeah, I'm 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 well known for my defence. Okay, fair enough. I'm a better better tackling scrum half than Theo Farge. <laughs> fair enough then. But no, you're right, Bobby. I think he's you know he's uh, that that crash ball move. I think he's you know you get him in that right position, and he's a bit should we say Warmsley esque? Yeah, I think he's probably harder to stop than Warmsley near the near the line. Yeah, because he's. I mean, Alex Walmsley's... Different shape. Yeah, it? he's he's all... I imagine close to because he's so tall. It's all arms and legs. Yeah, because he's, so, he's so tall, he's a bit more easy to sort of 
you get in at. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas he's just raw he's, power. Isn't yeah, it? he's very, very powerful. Mm. I know mm. what you mean. Sounds yeah. silly when you say it out loud, but I think I think everyone knows what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should we cross the city, Bobby? Hull KR thirty two, Wakefield ten. Contrasting fortunes for both these teams at the moment. Yeah. I just. I seem to say it ever since um, Wakefield hit that bit of a run of having two Warrington wins on the trot, but ever since then they just seem to have really fell off that that radar, and they don't seem to be pushing quite as hard as as they were doing. The, the defense is is very very soft, and again, I just I didn't see a try really against for Hulk IR that really worked Wakefield's defense. It was just really soft gaps up the middle but credit to all KR again you know coming off a tough Easter weekend and then they back up with a performance like that uh, very high flying at the minute and hard to stop six in a row six in a row yeah I was just about to say um, really picking up after what I think was a very slow start for the Robins uh, especially when they had all that expectation Put on them by a lot of people, so I think um, I, I think they've done really well, and, and to win six in a row is uh, phenomenal for them. Yeah, I think Coots had um, a big impact. I wrote that. that. I, I Coots' influence is is well, pretty much. I mean, he had a massive influence on the St. Helens teams he was in. So uh, expected nothing else really, but I think he struggled with fitness early on in the season with a couple of injuries. I think he, he had surgery, didn't he, in the off yeah. season? I think. Um, Took him a while to get over that, um, but he seems to be really getting back to to his best now. I, I think you're right um, because we'd we'd pretty much written them off as well early doors, hadn't we? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think a lot of people did. Yeah, um, but picking up on Bobby's point about the defense, two or three of the last tries were were shocking. There was one where I think it was Ethan Ryan that. Mm. Put a kick in, and he was only like two yards out to put a kick in, which he nutmegged mm. somebody. Yeah, and then dived, and I'm like, well, surely, even the fullback coming across couldn't have been that far away mm. because he was only right on the line as it was. It just seemed I'm to not be. Sure, he got that, and the Kane Lynette try was. They seemed to drag him across the. Four of them seemed to drag him across the line and seemed to like just let him get it down. Yeah, yeah. There was a, there was a couple like you say. Well, I think there was more than a couple that were. Terrible defending, but they just seem to be imploding a little bit, don't they, Wakefield? Um, I, I know they've got a few knocks and stuff, but some of the defending was just inexcusable for me. Maybe they just need to play Warrington again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they do. Maybe they do. Maybe they're looking for that fixture next. Yeah. Um, we just mentioned Kane Lynette there. He's... Uh, Suffered a bad injury as well, and I think he's tore his bicep. I think he's out for about three months. I think. Oh, was he? I didn't yeah. hear that. I didn't hear that yeah, either. He's out for uh, he's out for a lengthy spell. They're going to miss him, I think. Yeah, because he was just he's just coming back as well, wasn't he? Uh, from another injury, I think. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and and he he also has a big influence on that that team as well. Uh, he's been a really good signing for them. Seem to um, get quite a lot of torn biceps these days. Seems a, a more common injury than it used to be a few years ago. It must be the just because the the, the players are getting so much bigger. Yeah, if you're not getting into them, 
with your shoulder and you're putting arms out, the the, the pace and the power that they're mm, running at. The impact. And yeah, that. most just, you know, if you've got a trailing arm, you, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how he's done it, but I, that's how I always imagine it being done. Mm. It's sort of like a lazy trailing arm where you've yeah. not quite got them and then they just like bang the trains at them. I suppose with the condition, the amounts they're lifting and obviously lifting and things like that, it's, um, mm. it's a lot of pressure on there, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Callum, where would you like to go next? Well, you mentioned Warrington. Yes, I did. Um, and they also won 32 points to 10 against the Giants. Yeah, a, a more youthful Huddersfield, I think, as well this week. Yeah, I, I think so. Warrington rested a few. I think they had Fewless, I think, was it? And mm. and Matautia at six and seven. Or was yeah. it Dean? Where's Riley? Dean. Dean. Play- Dean. And he was, Dean in the, and Matautia. he was in the team of the week as well. Yeah, he had a good game, him, and I thought Josh Dealers had a good game. He got hat yeah, trick, so couldn't have done too bad, could he? No, I think we're both. I think they were both in the team of the week then, the uh, the Super League team of the week. Were they? I think so. Yeah. Right. Um, again, I mean, what's not helping if you've got a few out for Huddersfield where your discipline mm. gives you two yellow cards in the I think in the first half. That was the big thing that I took away from that. You know, twenty minutes of the first half with twelve men. Yeah, and and the day the. Um, the game's like slipping away from him in that time, and and also the second yellow um, was an, an eight point try. Yeah, um, and he missed the he missed the first kick as well. Yeah, which could have if they it, it could have kept them in touching distance. Yeah, four points. Yeah, yeah. Mm. so that, yeah, even the first one was a, a a really silly yellow card. It was was it? I think did he use his knees as he crossed the line or something? Yeah, um, that cogger. Yeah, really, I just. Silly reasons. He's already, he's already mm. scored the try. Why are you try? You're not going to get under him. So why are you going in with the knees? It, mm. it just seems a pointless thing to do, especially when the ref right there in front of you. You're not gonna. You're not mm. gonna get away with it, are you? Um, I watched the highlights of these on on YouTube, and again, it's an old criticism of ours, but it's no commentary still. Mm. Yeah. Right. Who does? Right. Who puts them up? Is it? Is it Super League itself? Um, I would have thought so. Right, we're writing to them and offering to do the commentary <laughs> on these videos because it's got to be better than having none. Well, <laughs> excuse me, I don't, I don't see why they just can't use like a local radio type thing. Yeah. Or because every match on the Super League show has a a local comment, yeah, has a, a commentary Most of them on BBC on, the, com- on BBC well, Radio. Yeah, nine times out of ten, it's got. Somebody commentating on it. Sometimes yeah. they have a voiceover, don't they? Yeah. But are we getting in touch and asking to do it? Even if they had a voiceover, well, should we should we just try that because it's, it's infuriating. Mm. Even most of the clubs these days have their own highlights. Yeah, of course, and, they do. club commentary. Club stuff, commentary. Yeah. Just just use that. It's, whoever's at home, use that club commentary. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, spoils it. Yeah, it just makes it sound a anyway, bit that's amateurish, doesn't it? Pet peeve again that we've mentioned before, but this time we're going to do something about it. <laughs> the pen has been thrown down. Okay. There you go. Right. That's how angry I am about it. Right. Okay. So we're going to do it. Bobby, where do you want to go next? Um let's go to let's go to the bottom of the league. Let's go with uh, Leeds and Toulouse. Well, there's a sentence you didn't think you'd be saying. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's true. Uh, Rhino's 25 to lose 14. I've got a note about to lose goal line defence being absolutely shocking. Mm. Yeah. Two very soft tries, both scored by Brad Dwyer. Um, good player. I like him, but very just 
practically strolled in each time. Yeah. I, I think, but I think the game in general, I think you were just seeing two very poor teams in, in all honesty. I think you could tell while they were bottom of the league, I think it was very soft tries on both. The, you know, all, I think uh, Toulouse scored three. Again, their tries were exactly spectacular. Um, no, there was a lot of crash ball yeah. tries in that sort of thing where they strolled through. Yeah, I, I was looking today, in, interestingly, I was looking up today and, it, and it, I think the first season that Catalan were in the league, I think it was 2006, six. five, six, something like that, six, I think. Six, they I think finished bottom of the league by three points, mm. but were exempt from relegation. Mm. Mm. But that doesn't seem to be the case for Toulouse, does it? No, uh, it's strange, isn't it? Really, um, how it's how it was one rule for them and another for these. But the I only- think there's, I think the 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 quality of the championship is better now than it was then. Yeah. Then, um, yeah. So when you've got teams like Featherstone, um, Lee, probably still in there. Yeah. Um, you know, I know London are having a bad time at the minute, but. They could be down again. They, they have been there. Yeah, could be down again. Yeah. Then, you know. Yeah, uh, but but you know they they have been there. Um, I I think they deserve a shot in Super League. They shouldn't have to wait. You know, three three years. Yeah, because they're in the same boat as well. I know Toulouse are a fairly newish team, but they've done well enough to win the championship. Well, if Featherstone win the championships, you know it's. Their first time in Super League, so why, why would people not be calling for them to have exempt from, exemption from relegation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. People wouldn't. No. So what's just because they're in France, they get exemption because it's expansion. Yeah. Well, tough. Yeah. The only, I think the only way they'll stay up is if it moves to fourteen teams, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Because even York are up there. And um, people seem to love York, don't they? Well, they put a submission in in the um, the application last time when Lee got in, didn't they? Yeah, York. They were uh, yeah. Uh, they were really keen on trying to get up then, weren't they? No, I know, but you know, some of the teams that are in the championship now, um, like I say, I know some of them are having a bad time at the minute. London, Bradford, Widnes, but especially Bradford and Widnes, they're massive clubs. Yeah, really. Mm. You look at the history that, that they've got. I mean, Bradford have won Super League numerous times, mm. Challenge Cups, witness in the, the 80s and whatnot, unstoppable. So, yeah. Um, I do think the quality of the championship is better now, which is probably why they haven't been given exemption. Yeah, probably right. Probably right. Uh, Cass continued to pick up points and took the opportunity with a 30 10 win over um, a very, very inexperienced St. Helens side, Callum. Yeah, I'm not... I, I don't know if I'd be happy if I was a Cass fan with that, with the the, the performance in general. Um, I've heard people say it was professional. Yeah, maybe. I I thought that a lot of the... I thought Cass players played quite greedily mm. because I thought a lot of them wanted to just crash over and score a try themselves, where I think at times if they'd have gone wide... I think they just scored a lot more points, and when they did go wide, they had success. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So I just, I just, I just thought that I don't know. I just thought they were greedyish, but maybe that is just because 
obviously they've played th- three games in seven days mm. and tiredness and yeah well Bobby they got off to the best start possible in 30 seconds didn't they they did with uh, I hope I say this right is it Jason Gary Gary yeah um, similar I think you heard it on the actual commentary itself similar to how we started his debut at Castleford very quick try down the line um I was when I when I tuned in to watch this I uh, I, I thought oh it's going to be a it is going to be a high scoring affair mm. based off of that because I thought there were some very weak tackles for the first 30 seconds I'll be honest but um I don't think Castleford really put it to bed until about was it about 60 minutes in well, well, well Saints scored didn't they their second try and that made it 18-10 mm. that was bell the bell yeah, try yeah the bell it? try yeah, yeah. um that made it 18-10, and you thought then that Cass were actually on the back foot. Yeah. But then Saints make a mistake early in the, the next set from the kickoff, and Cass, I think that might have been the Westerman try then. The Westerman try. And then that sort of sealed it then. But if, if Saints had kept hold of that ball for that set, I, I'm not saying they would have won, but I don't think mm. it would have been 30 points to 10. No, I don't either. I actually think that, that Saints contributed, very young sign, did really well, etc., etc. But they actually, I mean, there's not a lot of excuse for some of the mistakes they made, regardless no. of whatever age that no. you're playing. Yeah. You're right. Um, and they knocked on in some silly areas and gave the ball away. And when, and when you are inexperienced and you're playing that younger side and you're playing against seasoned professionals, you can't be giving them the ball 20 yards out. No, and I know... Well, they did it several, several times. Not expecting them to go and set the world alight, but... You know how to catch the rugby ball. Mm. Yeah. Especially when you're 50, 60 minutes in. You, yeah. you, your nerves have gone. You're just on so, the game. Yeah. You're in the game. Uh, and the rest of the performance was you know, was pretty good. Yeah, it was. That. thought Paul McShane held Castleford together in terms of that, right, come on, this is, this is we're professional. This is what we've got to do. Yeah. Come on, let's, let's just settle down. Mm-hmm. Calm down, everybody. Let's, let's see what we have to do. And I thought he was a real sort of leader for Castleford. Yeah, I think he was probably the best player on the pitch and I think he did get man of the match. So yeah. you, you mentioned um, we were watching the game. We, we, you and I watched it, didn't we? And um, you were you saw something with we mentioned about James Bell and you saw something, didn't you, in the game straight away? Well, he... It was a late hit on the... Uh, well, it wasn't the kicker. It was the... He passed it, didn't he? And it was a late hit and the, he's been given a two-game... Uh, ban, yeah, for dangerous contact. But I did say to you that's going to be a two you did game ban straight away. You said I didn't even see it, but you picked it up straight away, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Jake Mamo enjoyed himself. Yeah, he, I know he's very um, energetic, player. exuberant. Yeah, yeah, and uh, a very, very high energy player, but. Yeah, he looked like he was... I don't know. They scored a try and he's like pumping the crowd up and I'm thinking, you're playing like 19-year-olds, mate. Just calm down a bit. It was a, little like, it was a bit like Harry Kane scoring in a hat-trick against the local primary school, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Harry Kane scoring an hat-trick against... Um, St. John's Primary, yeah. Not Somalia, what they called him, I think, you know. San Marino. San Marino, yeah. <laughs> Somalia. <laughs> Can't remember what they were called then. They're even worse. Yeah. Um, and then I've got to give a shout, though, I read this week, because he's not played in this season, really. Kyle Amore led the way. He made the Super League Team of the Week. Mm. Uh, he made 185 metres in 27 carries. 
and he was a he was a real he enjoyed that game. You could tell. And I've said before, I'm not quite sure why he's not featuring anywhere near as much as. No, it's uh, a mystery. As he, as he doesn't. Yeah, it's him. a mystery to me as well. And I thought he would have been captain as well, but they picked um, Royal. Yes, yeah, Sam Royal. Yeah. Um, and I, I just I don't know, but you know he's got a point to prove as as well and. Yeah, thought Dan Norman was really good. He's really impressed me as well over when I've seen him over the last yeah. couple of weeks. So. He looks bright for Saints, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, and then somebody else who's enjoying a bright oh, a future, a bright present is uh, is Wigan, um, and they clocked up a, a last last gasp win over Salford, thirty points to twenty four. Only one name on the sheet to start with, Bobby, isn't there? Yeah. Jai Field again. again. Just his his pace is just electric. He he breaks that line and there's no stopping him, is there? If he finds a gap, he's you're more or less guaranteeing he's going to get you four points, isn't he? Yeah. Scored two again, mm-hmm. and set up one for Ken Seo. <laughs> <laughs> Was that him? Was it yeah. Past that? <laughs> yeah. I, um... They did. They, they 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 played all right again. Like you say, the 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 games themselves this week were very tired bodies. I think, and um, this this one was was probably the best of the the round. Well, at twenty four twelve at half time, I thought Wigan were going to run away with it. To so did I. I, I. I've you know I thought Salford were very uh, resilient in their performance to to really hang in there and and come back and even get it back level um but then sort of a brain explosion at the end from well, numerous players well they had a chance like first of well first of all they had a chance to drop a goal and didn't bother taking it and really just made a mess of the the the, the previous six they had and then for some reason was it Brody Croft that tried a Escara I think was it Escara from the, from a half from halfway line mm. and like nowhere near and that Field caught it, and then nobody else touched him, did they? No, I mean, but then he throws a dummy. I'm like, what are you, <laughs> what taking, are you taking a dummy for yeah. there? Like, just then, tackle him. And then he's done that, and he's and he's away. Then isn't he? That's yeah. it. No one, no one's going to catch him. I was impressed with Croft and Briley for Salford as well, though. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Sneed was out, so they, yeah. they, 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 I thought those two played really well for Salford. Ryan, Ryan Briley, um, good signing. Really, uh, always impresses me. Really, I think he's a very solid player. Um, I th- I've said in the past, I'm not quite sure what his level is, but um, he, he's because he's, he's not an absolute world beater, is he? Um, but he, he has flashes of yeah, brilliance. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but he's he's going really, really well at Salford. Yeah, and um, I think, like you say, I think it's a really good signing for them. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I actually think they've lost him now. I think he's out to injury for a couple of for a couple of weeks. I think George reading something somewhere. He might have picked up a knock. Right. Um, which might be a big loss for for Salford as well. If, yeah. he's, if he's you know starting to show a little bit of um, a little bit of gas. Well, the, the chase. I mean, from the drop goal, the chase wasn't brilliant from Salford. They were bit mm. tired. It was a tired chase, wasn't it? It wasn't. They, they sort of well, they still outnumbered him, but they they lit, they let him go through the gap, and then like I said, credit to him. Once he's gone, it was like gone for dust, hasn't he? I mean, you can't kick it to field. When everybody's knackered, and then give him open space. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You, you no point going for that drop goal whatsoever. Because I, I mean, he's obviously confident he's going to get it, but from an halfway 
drop goal. It, it rarely happens, does it? Rarely happens. So you might as well put it in the corner and not give him the space. Keep him out yeah. of the game as much as you can. He's, which is easier said than done sometimes. I mean, he's, su- he's certainly Super League's golden boy at the minute, mm. isn't he? And it looks like he's, at the moment, running away with the Man of Steel contest at the moment. Yeah. I mean, he's, well, literally, I say kick Literally it. running away. Yeah. yeah. He's, I say kick it to the corner, kick it to the corner. They've got Bevan French on a win. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Marshall's no slouch either. No, so... Well, I've got a I've got a bit of a discussion point on this game. Okay, it's not on this game really. It's just about Jay Field. Right, Jay Field, ex- one of the most exciting players that Super League's seen for a long time. Agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Top of his form. Yeah. Pace, everything electric. Gets you on the edge of your seat when you when he gets the ball. You go, you lean forward, don't you? And you think, what's he going to do? Agreed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Who would you have in your team? Next week, if you were if you were a coach, Jay Field mm-hmm. at fullback, or Ben Barber when he was at St. Helens. I presume you just mean on the field because uh, you, you know what's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, no, you know yeah. what's going to happen. Here. Everyone's going to go off the field. And, oh no, I'm know. not interested in in rock throwing and pebbles <laughs> and anything like that. I'm not. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in on the field. Yeah. What you know the, the, what he brought to St. Helens. And what Jay Field is bringing to Wigan, what they both brought to Super League, who are you? Who are you going for, and why? It's close, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I think it's actually quite a an interesting comparison because I don't think Field has the best defence, and that what that's what Ben Barber was always. Commented on one. I don't think he's there. actually he's, been tested. Well, Barber's, de- well, well, Barber's defense was awful. Wasn't yeah, he weren't there that's what, for that. Though. That's what like Barber's he's like, not there. Not yeah, there he's not there. So you could that. argue that. I'm not. I, I honestly couldn't care, care. I couldn't care less. He could be as good a tackler as Bobby, which for that's those awful. who don't know is is bad. bad. Yeah. yeah, he's really bad. But right, if he's bad. if he's going to if he's going to score two two three tries every week, not bothered. No, because that's that's what you want to see. Yeah. Honestly, I, I I don't know. People slagged. I mean, he he hasn't really been called out for his defense field, has he? Um, not that I've seen anyway. A little but, bit, but... but Ben Barber got really, yeah. especially yeah. toward the end of the when, season. When you've got a great player, people will always try and pick holes of why he's yeah. not a great player when he's just a yeah. good player. One of the worst people. Just enjoy that these I've seen, people while they're here. One of the worst people that I've seen defensively was Albert Kelly. Yeah, but when he was fit, Boom, he was electric. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. But you're right, he was shocking, wasn't he? Yeah. Anyway, he still hasn't answered my question. Um, I'm sending a Twitter poll. Yeah, it could be. It'd be interesting to get. I think that'd be... Uh, Very close. I don't think it'd be accurate. <laughs> Do you, know I think? you think there'd be a recency bias? I, um, a little bit of that and a little bit of Barber was a bit more of a pleb, wasn't he? Off the field. Yeah. yeah I think people would just... Because people... I think there's more people that dislike Barber to field. As a person. Yeah, and I think that would sway the vote. Perhaps but, so, but we'll see, won't we? But I'm going to, I'm actually going to say Ben Barber. Because? Well, he's done a full season. You have to ask me at the end of the season. Yeah. But, um, yeah, some of the stuff that he did for the entire season was was magic. Yeah. I mean, I think- it's very similar to, to Jai Field. Yeah. I think it's a question for the end of the season. Okay. Bobby? Yeah, I agree with Callum. Um, maybe 
opinion might have changed towards the end of the season, but as of now, I think Ben Barber. Just I, I feel that at the minute, Barber just had that a little bit more in attack in terms of he field if he runs at you and finds that pocket of space. If we've said he's probably going to score, but I think Ben Barber not only did he need a pocket of space and he was gone, I think he could set up a try really well. I mean, he always used to do that little uh, double pump, didn't he? And he'd always mm. seem to find somebody. That's right. Um, I think he had a, a good step. I, I, like I said, we've not seen a full season of field, but as of now, I think Barber might just edge it on the on the attack, yeah. What about yourself? Uh, I agree. Barber, I think, um, was Dally M winner, came with a pedigree and didn't didn't let anybody down with on the field with that pedigree, I don't think. No. I think when he got the ball, I probably sat further forward in my seat than when Field gets it. Mm. I think Field's I think it's a bit different. I think in, sometimes I think that Field brilliant at reading the game and reading the offload and then he's already in the open space and perhaps Barber created that little bit more space for himself. Mm. Perhaps. Perhaps that's the way I read it. He's given the space, but Barber made it. Yeah, yeah, maybe. maybe I know what you mean. I, I know where you're coming from. It, it is a close call. Yeah, it is a close call. But it's great to see these plays in action, isn't it? Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. absolutely, it is. It's body stats of the week. That's right. It's time for stats of the week. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Stats of the week, Bobby. How many have we got? Uh, we've got six this week. Okay. Got my usual one NRL and the rest of Super League for now. Very good. I like it. <laughs> I thought you might. I do. Uh, so we'll start with the NRL one, um, which is that the Melbourne Storm have equaled the highest points in club history with 70 points. Uh, and their 54 nil second half display is the highest in NRL history since 1998. However, the record stands with St. George back in 1935, who scored a whopping 68 points in a single half <laughs> when they beat the Canterbury Bulldogs 91-6. Ouch. They haven't improved. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you know if it was first half, second half? For the Dragons. Oh, the Dragons. Uh, I don't, actually. Um, if it was, what was it, 60 what? 68. If it was 68 nil at half time, you just wouldn't bother coming out, would you? No. 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 But, but it, I'll, I'll, I'll try and find three out. three points for a try then as well? You're probably right, actually, yeah. Yeah, it could have been. That's even worse. I actually don't even think there's probably about it. It would have been. It would have been. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, that's not too good, is it? No. Um, but well done, the Melbourne Storm. Yes. <laughs> uh, so the second one, uh, we come back over to Super League. And this weekend saw every home team winning Super League for the first time since 2018. All right. Hmm. Home advantage doesn't count for everything, then. No, which is why I was quite surprised at that. I thought there might have been, especially when Lee were in the, you know, when they didn't have that 
good run, I thought they might have. Because there's always an upset somewhere, isn't there? But mm. when there was that, that league, I thought. Yeah. Very good. Uh, the next one is Saints, as we already briefly mentioned in the uh, in the review. Uh, fielded the youngest average squad in not only Super League, but in the club's history. Uh, the average age of the squad was 21.8 years old. Right. Kyle Amor must have bushed that up a bit. And I was going to say, imagine if he weren't playing, because what's he, 34, 35? Yeah. Mm. Uh, one off that, can't you then? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sticking with, with Saints, uh, they fielded seven uh, debutants this week against Castleford. Uh, it's the most in Super League since Saints fielded eight debutants sorry, against Catalans in 2006. Uh, six of the 2006 squad never played for Saints again. <laughs> really? Mm. <laughs> uh, it's not a good omen. No. Some of them have got to play again, though. You get your name on a heritage shirt, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Made one appearance. Yeah. Yeah. Got your name next to Kieran Cunningham or something like that. How much you? How much you make, Grandad? Ah, oh, it's just you know. <laughs> I'm on the shirt. I'm on. That's all that. you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, stat number five. We go down to the championship with the Featherstone Rovers, and Craig Hall has surpassed 500 points for Featherstone. He reaches the record in just 43 games, faster than any other Rovers player in history. Ah, oh, well done. He made 500 points in 43 games. Yeah. I was going to say, he's not been there long. I don't think, I didn't think. No. That's incredible. Yeah. It's oh. 15 points a game. Incredible. Yeah. Well done, Craig. Al. And uh, another congratulations goes to my last stat, which is uh, Forward Jaha. He's become the Catalan's joint top try scorer, and he's tied with Vincent Duport on 87. Mm. Well done. Yeah. And he's he can't I, I don't think he's that old either, is he? No. Um I imagine I think... he'd, if he stayed there he'd smash that. Yeah, definitely yeah. double that, wouldn't he? Yeah, I would have yeah. thought so. Maybe yeah, like... you'd have to imagine so. Mm. Yeah. Is that it? That's it. Very good. It's Bobby Stats of the Week. Uh, right, we're going to move on to uh, some news now. Well, some extended news, I should say. Um, and I think we're... Well, I think there's only one place to start, really, because there's been a few things happening at this club, haven't there? So uh, what we've done is we have brought Jordan, our Leeds fan, on um, to talk about everything that is going on at Leeds. So it gives me a chance to press my new button. Go on. I'm just a fan, Alan, that's all. Your biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely love it. Right, anyway, Jordan, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. I, I almost spoke before the intro came out there. <laughs> <laughs> I had you on mute, don't worry. <laughs> oh, that's all right, then I should have. <laughs> uh, anyway, Jordan, uh, lots of things happening at Leeds this week. Uh, yeah. Well, like Lots to start of off by getting your thoughts on uh, the new coach Rowan Smith. What do you make of that appointment? Um, well, it goes with exactly what what Heverington said. We're not getting an inexperienced coach. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's you know you you hear the um, players like Richie Mavers came out a few weeks ago saying that you know he's he's one we should be looking at as did Chev Walker both from the time at Bradford and yeah, some people are saying that his time at Bradford was a failure. Um, some people are saying the club was in turmoil while he was there and look what he still produced. Um, the others saying obviously it was a they were full time in a part time league, so and he didn't get make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an interesting an interesting one, and you know I'll give him my full support as a as I always was would as a fan, but you know he's saying all the right stuff. Um, he's everyone seems very happy with him from a uh, from a board level. I guess you're not gonna gonna start slagging well, him off before he's uh, even joined, are they? But no. I suppose when you look at it. And you look at uh, perhaps some of the the ideas that were floated about previously. It could have, it, from a fan's point of view, I suppose it could have been worse, Jordan. I suppose if you look at it that way. When he came back from Australia, and he said he's going to hold European interviews, uh, my yeah, I, I was a bit apprehensive at that point, uh, and I expected the worst, to be honest. So, um, you know. It, I'm willing to give it, obviously, the shot. I think he's got good pedigree. He's done his time uh, as uh, assistants um, at several clubs. And I, I do think, you know, as much as the uh, his previous job, um, it's not necessarily the top level. I think it's a, a pretty good level. I think most of our teams are probably struggling in that league. So, um, yeah, and, he, and, he, and he's won that league. So, yeah. we'll, we'll give him the chance. Um, we'll give him the time to turn it around and... Yeah. Our squad's way too good enough to go down and, and officially. Think, yeah. So let, let's get some players back from suspension, back from injury, and think, uh, get a bit of a, a run going in. You, know, you don't know. Uh, I think he arrived in a week's time, I think, doesn't he? Uh, I believe he's coming this week. Is it this week? I think, yeah, when I was reading all the stuff about um, uh, Hardacre signing, he was talking about him coming this week. Uh, people said he'd be here before the, the, uh, the whole KR game. Um, so yeah, so I believe he's here this week, but I don't, he's not in charge this week anyway. Yeah, That's still going to be JJB, yeah. Well, you've just mentioned the uh, the next big bit of news coming out of Leeds Jordan, and that is that you have re signed Zach Hardacre. Uh, what's your, what's your thoughts on that? Where do you stand on, on Zach coming back? <laughs> Zach coming back, <laughs> um, yeah, not. If you would have asked me who would I have wanted, you know, on, on the current market, probably would have had to say Zach. Mm-hmm. Um, do find that since he's left the club, I've always found that you know he's not really treated us with a lot of respect as a fan base, and and the club is uh, with that respect either. Bear in mind, we've won him, you know, four grand finals, and uh, he's had a man of steel while he was at our our club, and you know he got the opportunity to go to the NRL because of the foundation that that we kind of and platform we gave him um yeah i think he left when the going got tough yeah but now he's coming back when the going is tough it's kind of a, a circle isn't it it's a redemption story almost um well it's not he just wants to be close to home and <laughs> we need him so yeah. um not not great he's a bad apple obviously we know that but do we want more of bad apples in our squad when clearly there's an issue somewhere along? Well, Everyone said about we've got an issue and well, is this going to add to it? Well, this is what, I mean, I was going to ask you this. I mean, 
people have said, haven't they? Though, they need a culture change. JJB has said they need a culture change. So let's bring back Zach Hardacre. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, uh, I mean, you mentioned there about he hadn't tre- he hadn't treated the fans or the or the, 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 the club uh, with any respect. I don't think he's done that anywhere he's been. Well, yeah. The only thing I will add in that if you ask a Cass fan, he won us the Super League after he left us. So we probably owe him one for that, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm pretty sure we would have won anyway because Maguire that day was unplayable. But you know, that disruption didn't go didn't go against it. So we did have maybe we've just had him as a secret spy playing the long game. Yeah, agent hard learning Hardacre. all the facts. Yeah, agent like, heartache. I like to spy on people in Leeds anyway, don't they? Yeah, he was Argentinian. Yeah, he was like, oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, and I'm still not over that, so that was too soon. <laughs> I mean, I was reading about him, Jordan, right? And, and this is his, if you like, his rap sheet. So in 2013, he gets picked for the England World Cup squad, and he withdraws due to personal reasons and gets a two and a half thousand pound fine and a warning. 2014. He gets a five-match ban for a homophobic comments towards the referee, which, in his defence, he claimed that he was take he was shouting at Michael Monaghan, not the referee. <laughs> <laughs> right? In 2015, he ended up on an, uh, he didn't get criminal charges, but ended up uh, pleading guilty to uh, assault, playing two hundred pound an apology to a student that he beat up. So then, sixteen, he asked for a transfer off Leeds when they bottom of the league, and they ended up with swapping for I think it was James was it Sagiaro. Mm. I think they swapped him yeah. for Zagiaro, I think. 2017, he gets to the grand final but can't play in it because he's because he's got a cocaine ban. Mm. Right? Which he shouldn't have even played in the semi, I don't think, in that in that year. No. Uh he has to withdraw from other World Cups. That's two World Cups he's missed. Mm-hmm. Right? 2018, he's then done for drink driving. Um, despite having to travel from Wherever it, wherever it is in West Yorkshire, Pontefract, yeah, Pontefract to um, uh, to Wigan. So he's got to get a lift there, honey. So he can't <laughs> he can't drive. Um, and Cass had paid hundred and fifty grand for him at a transfer fee. Six months later, they're having to they're having to bomb him out. Mm-hmm. It's a long rap sheet. It's a long rap sheet. It he doesn't said, read well, does it? It doesn't. And I, I'm just wondering, from your point of view as a Leeds fan, why is, why is he going to change? Well, I do. The thing I want to highlight, I guess, maybe it's an optimistic hat I'm wearing, is that since the grand final, obviously, mishap, he uh, obviously was out for, for X amount of time and he joins Wigan. I do find that, you know, he had improved. Um, and when you look at the reasons of sacked him, Bear in mind, you are talking about a club with Dryfield and Bevan French as fullback options. Mm-hmm. And to that Hardacre, who probably not on a cheap wage, he was late to train him and repeated offences such as that. It's not like he's going assaulting people again. He's not being homophobic, getting bans. You could argue that the several players in the Leeds team who weren't firing for their discipline mm-hmm. before, before Hardacre, mm-hmm. because at least he was available for the games. Um, start of the season, they were putting polls on who should be the England fullback, mm. Jake Connor or Zach Hardacre. Mm. It's probably going to be neither with Wayne, um, and regardless. But, um, you know, and they were doing the same, I think, with, it might have even been Tompkins instead of Connor that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there was chat of him doing really well again. I think he was performing well, albeit out of position and showing his versatility. 
and then he gets sacked obviously after saying that he wants to leave he tried to leave in the summer and Wigan won't release him that's right um and he and he's late yeah the, the rumors yeah, are he's engineered a move isn't it by putting putting yeah, the club in a yeah. position where it's untenable for him to be but then some are saying that that's exactly what the club also wanted to get him off their uh, salary cap when they don't necessarily need him. So, you know, I'm trying to be optimistic, yeah. <laughs> as I should, I guess, but maybe I'm an outsider's point and I'm clutching and I probably am, but I think he's getting a chance here. He'll probably stay till the end of the year. Um, and if, if and when Featherstone come up, probably rejoin them and, and do really well for him. But, you know, he's got the, the X factor in his games. I always really enjoyed his um, his one-on-one defence from full-back. Obviously, we've still got Myler out, hopefully back soon. We've got such a depleted back line that I couldn't see any other way other, other than signing him. You know, we've got no cap space, so we couldn't have been in for Corella or Jonathan Ford. Jonathan Ford? The one who yeah, Featherstone just signed? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that yeah. brings me on to my next question for you there, Jordan. So, when Leeds are back to full fitness, where where does the signing almost make sense for Hardacre? Because you've got you've got Hanley and Briscoe, Newman's out injured. You know, Myler can you know Myler was even beating Walker to the fullback Myler's position at, at, at one yeah. point. So you know, well, M- Myler and Walker have never been fit for a long period next to each other. To be fair, so that would would have always been an interesting battle, but I don't think it'll ever happen because one's always going to be injured. Um, where I see him fitting personally is on a full strength side. If we were ever to get one, it would be um, Myler at fullback, Hanley on one wing, Fussy Tua maybe if he decides to use his his size at home on one wing, and then centres being Newman and Hardacre. Yeah. So you would, which would probably put Sutcliffe. I just don't think he's done enough at centre this year. I don't like him as a as a halfback. And I read something today actually. I think I can't remember if it was Leeds Rhinos faithful Twitter, but I think I think it could have been where they were talking about having him. No, I don't think it was actually. Anyway, uh, having him as a ball playing kind of loose because of his size and his uh, he's got his hand and um, his handling capability. Him as an option at uh, at loose with rotating with Smith and I think that could that could work that was always his kind of natural build position but because it kind of left the game and when everyone was using it as a an additional prop it, it kind of went so he's just been he's been Mr Versatile for years but yeah. you can't have a fully fit and fully informed hard acre out of the squad over over Sutcliffe I wouldn't think okay well Jordan thank you so much for joining us I've got a, a one final question for you um it's March 2023 Where's Zach Hardacre playing? Featherston. Not with Leeds. You think that, you think these six months and that'll be it? I think so, yeah. yeah. I think Personally. that's the best thing for the club. Yeah, I agree. I think it... <laughs> Featherston. <laughs> for Leeds, from a Leeds point of view, I think yeah. that's the best thing for Leeds. Yeah. I think he'd be fine this season because he'll yeah. be happier because he's closer to home he's not having to travel and all that and nonsense and then another start again. and then he'll have another fresh start yeah. at where it all started for him really yeah. Jordan is that the way I you think see it, it makes sense yeah. yeah I think it makes sense for both parties him coming now but I don't think he or the club particularly want him next year in my opinion I don't think he wants to be here but he wants to be nearer to home yeah. mm. so I think he's going to have to bite the bullet I mean he's not got the type of personality who's going to be want to 
you know, make up to the fans he's been he's been trying to rile up since he's left, is he? He's, he's going to have to swallow his pride a bit and do that. So I'm sure he, he'll make great fun of scoring past us next year and, yeah. and winding us back up again. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Jordan, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's a pleasure to have you back on the pod. Um, yes, and, uh, I mean you must be sick of Leeds because you've you've had to go to me now as well. We've been we've been well, that bad this year. Well, it's, it's just there's plenty to Everything's talk about. Everything's happening at Leeds. There's plenty yeah. to talk about heading Lane. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Oh, it's painful for us. We don't want to talk about teams that are winning all the time. That's yeah. boring. Ho- hopefully, hopefully they'll win a few games, get to mid-table mediocrity, and then we can give you a bit of a break. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll win on Friday. Don't worry, we'll win. Oh, There'll right. be resting players, I reckon. So we'll we'll get that W on Friday. All right, you've heard it here first. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan. Cheers, guys. Bye. Enjoy the rest of the pod. See you later. Cheers. See you, bye. Bye. But yeah, um, I'm not quite sure what to make of the Zakada stuff. No. The Zakada stuff, made to be honest. Like, I I get what Jordan's saying about oh, you know, we want to be close to home and things like that, but. And they, they dropped in for the Good Friday thing, didn't they? And they yeah. were already had a weakened back line yeah. because yeah. they had no pace. But I think Bateman was in the centre, one that they had no thorn. I can't remember who was playing in the other centre, but their actual starting centres. Well, Bib, with Bibby played in the centre, I think. Did French? Oh yeah, they had French on the wing. Yeah, yeah. but right, yeah. with you know the the starting centres and even those that have been covering, a few of them were out. Mm. You don't drop somebody for talent, be, for yeah. being late. No, there's more. Then there's more. Yeah. Like that, if for that kind of game when your squad's already weakened, I don't think you drop somebody unless you know Wigan's yeah. standards are exceptionally high like that. It's yeah. hard to say because they're not saying much about it, are they? And I, I don't really know what to make of it all. If I'm being honest, I think something tells we've not heard the last in this story either. Yeah, I feel there's another so, twist in this tale. I think so. Uh, well, Zach Hardik himself said today that it was like going back to his old school, right? That's what he said about signing for Leeds. So okay. it must have been to beat up the gay kids or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, that, I mean, it's a long rap sheet, that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So we shall see. Mm. Um, bits of other news. I've got a little. I've got one or two other little bits, if that's okay. Um, John Keir uh, parted company with Bradford Bulls today. Mm. Mm. Uh, perhaps not a surprise at the way that they because they're not. Really challenging in the championship, are they? No, I think he's done a decent job with. Yeah, them. yeah. Um, I should have stuck with Leeds first. Actually, have you seen this thing with um, Rob Burrow in the news again this week? Have you seen this? No, I haven't. The, no, the haven't. government had. Um, well, it's about to get to. It's about to get political on the LFP again. Oh, again. again, again. No, the government. Um, I think it was uh, Johnson and uh, uh, Sajid Javid. Oh yeah, had promised. Uh, Did the couple of years, yeah, yeah. A couple of years ago, they promised fifty million pound into MND research. When when the television papers were full of Sinfield and Burrow, etc., etc., yeah. they promised fifty million pound into MN, uh, into MND research. Okay, to go into that. How much have they had? None. Yeah. <laughs> and Rob Burrow posted today. He's disgusted with this government mm. because they haven't they haven't paid a penny into it. They haven't they haven't done anything with it. No. Despite promising fifty million pound. Does it surprise could, you though? It could change it's, people's lives and could cure people. Yeah. I know it's not right, but it doesn't surprise me. No, no it doesn't. It's it doesn't just surprise me either. I just put it in because it was rugby league news, I suppose. No, I know. It's uh, tragically sad and sooner these lot are out the better, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Um Women's Challenge Cup final is gonna be between a repeat of last year of St Helens and Leeds. Yeah. Uh Saints beat Featherston, I think it was eighty two nil. They got to the final without 
conceding a single point. It's going to go in, really, isn't it? <laughs> and talk about super teams. And the other game was a classic semi, uh, 28-26 with Leeds over York. Yeah, uh, and heartbreak York, for York. Well, they scored in the last minute as well, didn't they? In rule, mm. And it got ruled forward. Yeah, heartbreak. So, yeah, so um, uh, that's a repeat of last year's. That's going to be on the semi-final weekend. Yes, the yeah, the triple header, yeah. Yeah, um, rumours abound that uh, Conrad Hurrell leaving Saints to go to the NRL for the Dolphins next year. Mm. Yeah, that makes make sense, I think, for him. You know, he'll want to be closer to home, I imagine, even though he's been over here for a bit. But um, I don't see him having a long-term future at St. Helens. And um, I thought it was a strange sign in the first place, to be yeah. honest, with the squad that they've got. But it's coming pretty handy. Yeah. yeah. Um, big, uh, big news from East Hull this week, that Tony Smith is not going to be there in charge of Hull KR next year. Be interested to and see where they go. That's something that we'll probably talk about in depth a little bit more over the next couple of weeks. I would think. Have to get Joe on. I think so. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, it, I think rumours are that he's fell out with people in the background that hasn't got the control that he wants to take the club forward. Mm. Um, but I wonder where he'll end up. He said he wants to stay in coaching. So I wonder I, where he will end up. I don't know. There's. Because you would think it'd be over here, because he's made his own. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, St. Ellen's could be an option. I you was know. just about to say the same thing. If if Wolf decides to to head back to the NRL this year, that could. Mm-hmm. He's got plenty enough uh, impressive resume to coach yeah. that Tony, kind of team. So interesting. Tony Smith interesting. for Saints. Yeah, possibly. Don't rule it out. Possibly. Well, let's see. Uh. Sorry, I uh, lost my train of thought there. Uh, yes, uh, I picked up on a couple of other bits. Uh, Joe Chan from uh, Catlin Dragons has signed with the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, he's been getting uh, big raps off the Dragons fan, doesn't he? Mm. Really sorry to see him go, but it seems to be like going one of those where he goes with their best wishes and they'll rip it up in the NRL type What's of thing. What's his nationality? Does anybody know? Uh, French, I think. Is it? I think he is French because I think they were saying that he could potentially... Be the first French player in the NRL. Okay, if I if I've got that, if I've read that right, look you look that up while he's doing his news. Oh, he um, is French, is he? There you go. Yeah. He's only twenty. Is he really? Size of him? Wow, twenty. Six foot three, fourteen stone, eleven. Is he? Wow, ninety-four kilos at twenty. Would you stop him? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, if you're stopping Sata, you're stopping Chan. Yeah. That's like stopping Bobby. That. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not that tall. He's five <laughs> foot four. Yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. Five foot five. Thank you. All right, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> and a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sticking with the dragons, uh, I, I saw today. It's not been revealed the extent of the injury, but um, Josh Drinkwater uh, picked up a foot injury in the defeat to Hull FC on the weekend. Could be a, a very big loss for Catalans, and I think. Mitchell Pierce really needs to step up his game now if, if Drinkwater's gone. Yeah, huge loss for Cat. He's been excellent for them. You wouldn't think you'd be saying that, would you? Mitchell Pierce needs to step up. No. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, no. but yeah. Um and the only other one I the only other one I found this week was uh, the NRL's under a little bit of criticism uh, hey, as of late. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh the last three or four weeks they've um been letting allowing players to stay on with uh concussion problems. 
Oh, really? Yeah, they've been taking a few head knocks. There was one this week. He was he could barely even stand up. He could barely even jog back to his own line. <laughs> Falconed it. And <laughs> somehow the trainer waved that he was fine to play on. And yeah, he's, he's they've been under real criticism because especially with a few players looking over here looking to sue the league, aren't they, now with, that, with yeah. concussion problems. But especially now they're missing eight days. It's two games in effect now, isn't it? So yeah. they'll be keen to keep them on the pitch, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Um, just just last couple of bits on the news. Um, Gus Gould, um, annoying me this week. Somebody on Twitter asked him, would St. Helens be, where would they go in the NRL? Uh, playoff contenders, and he just put no chance. Mm. Right. Because right. as far as I can see, the Storm and the Panthers are way ahead of anybody else. And the rest, from what I've seen so far this season, they've been mediocre to poor. Oh, there's some right drips in the NRL this season. The Titans, the Tigers, the Bunnies are rubbish. The Bulldogs. The Eagles are rubbish. Bulldogs. The Raiders. The Raiders are rubbish. The Cowboys. No, they're like fourth. I don't care. Oh. <laughs> the cowboys, the dragons, the, dragons, <laughs> the warriors. No, it's just, just the arrogance, isn't it? Uh, they're just they're, they're, there's a lot of dross. Are you telling me seriously that Saints, three times champions and probably a, probably a good couple of yards ahead of anybody else here, wouldn't mm. make the top eight? You know, in the NRL, are you seriously telling me that? I I, I don't agree. I don't agree. I think Saints and Wigan this season would probably finish in the top eight yeah. in the NRL this year. Mm. I agree. Yeah, not just even not just Saints, the the top couple in the league. Mm. It's, it's ridiculous. And the last bit of news, the last bit of news is, well, I don't know how to put this, but I've heard a rumor today in rugby league circles that Callum's mullet is about to go. Really? Mm. I've... It's unconfirmed. Since oh, when? is it? Yeah. You said it to me today, so how was it unconfirmed? <laughs> I can't make my mind up. What do you think? I don't think he should go. I think someone's making him do it. Yeah. No one's making me do it. Don't get it. Don't don't do it then. It's just like it was windy the other day. It was whipping me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, well, it's not as windy now. It's going to get a bit warmer now. Yeah. So yeah. Do you know what? In that case, last week you asked me to rate the three best mullets. Pappenhausen's one now. Yeah. He's back. He, Brad Fash is better than you. <laughs> Nah, I'll take that, actually, no, I'll take that back. Brad Fashes is rubbish now. A little skunk you, you can, look, yeah. You can, stay, you can stay in second. So, there you go. Yeah. That was that was news. Nice, nice, uh, nice way to end the news, I think. An important way. Yeah. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife, that's a spoon. Yep, NRL time. I'm uh, just going to read the scores out, so anything you want to jump in with, feel free. Uh, Sharks 34, Seagulls 24. Seagulls are rubbish. There you go. Broncos 30. Oh, and the Sharks. Forgot about them. And the, yeah, Sharks. Yeah, They're the mediocre. Sharks. <laughs> yeah, boo. Mediocre, them. <laughs> the Broncos 34, the Bulldogs 14. Oh, the Broncos was another one we said. We yeah. Forgot. They're rubbish as well. Well, they won 34-14 over the Bulldogs. Uh, and there was some advice for Matt Burton and... Uh, Josh had car this uh, today from um, uh, Cooper Cronk. You see it? Oh, don't he watch. Said, when he yeah. left the, when he, he said when he left for the Roosters, he didn't watch one game of the Storm in two years because it just upset him. Yeah, <laughs> and that was the advice he gave to them. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> I, that I love Cooper Cronk. Yeah, uh, Cowboys thirty, Titans four. 
Tigers 23, Rabbitohs 22. Two weeks in a row, the Tigers have come away with a one-point victory. Mm. Mm. Uh, the Knights 2, and they went 2-0 up, but unfortunately <laughs> then went on to lose 39-2 to the Eels. Uh, the Panthers 36, the Raiders 6. Panthers just win every week, don't they? Yeah, yeah they're incredible. Th- yeah. Sorry, just quick, I think it's uh, probably worth mentioning on that game, um, just about Englishmen down under. Mm. Um Former Wigan Academy player Harry Rushton made his debut for the Raiders that weekend as well. Excellent. So well done to him. Yeah. Uh, Dragons 14, Roosters 12. And at halftime, it was Storm 16, Warriors 10. But as Bobby's alluded to in his stats, it ended up the Storm 70, the Warriors 10. Mm. Well, there's only one talking point from this game. (laughs) I was going to say, it's the exact same thing. Forget all the points scored and everything. The ball boy. <laughs> oh, we we well we 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 can't even say it. We we retweeted a video, didn't we? Yeah. Go on, tell us because this was amazing, wasn't it? Well, they make um, Pappenhausen makes a, a little half break, Dunny, and and gives it to Jerome Hughes. In the meantime, all all the way there running up after he gives it to, I should say, after he gives it to Jerome Hughes, he's just gone bang. He's, he goes pretty much the length of the field. I think he goes 60, 70 meters, Dunny. Yeah. Um, and the ball boy is legging it up the side and he's keeping up with him and almost beats him to the line. I don't think the ball boy even got into top gear. I know, he didn't look like he was trying to I me. think he was like 80%. He looked like he was like not even like, he was just coasting along yeah. to the side of him. It was like he was waiting for a pass on the wing. Yeah, it was incredible. It was hilarious. But what I will say is when I saw a picture of him, he looked a lot older than I thought he was. Yeah. Yeah, he I thought like he was 24. Thing. Did he? <laughs> Do you know what it reminded me of? You know when they have um, bald men at, at the, the US <laughs> Open? Tennis, at the US Open tennis. Yeah, at where Flushing Meadows. Yeah, where they're like 96, but they're being bald boys. Yeah, yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Bald men. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, but if you, if you get a chance to look on our Twitter, at Loose Forward Pod, uh, have a look at that video from that because it's... Uh, uh, it's funny if you haven't seen it. It's classic. It's incredible. Yeah. Usain Bolt's the ball boy. Yeah. <laughs> you call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife, that's a spoon. Right, well, that uh, wraps up the NRL, and I think we will jump quickly into this. Forward Podcast Prediction League with Six Again. That's right, Predictions League time, and I'm pleased to say we've got Brian from Six Again on the phone. Brian, how are you, mate? Hello, boys, how are we? It's Not the, too bad, thanks. It's the Candy Floss Kid. Yay. <laughs> hey, I tell you what. Hey, I tell you what, I ended up eating it all, to be quite fair. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Daddy, can I have some? Oh no! <laughs> yeah, no, it's time for did, bed. time for bed. He didn't, yeah. he didn't get a look in to be quite fair. Oh no, bad, <laughs> isn't it? He, I got him some rock. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Right, uh, do you want to give us an update, Bry? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, it was average to poor week last week. Um, I think with squads and. Um, players get invested and not knowing who was playing and who was banned and things. So 
It seems to be the average week. Um, Danielle from the Insiders got 13 points, and they're still top of the league with 198. Okay. Second is Callum, eight-point gap. Callum got 15 last week. Okay. On 190, Andy's third on 180. Andy got the best points of last week on 17. Sorry, Brad, I missed that. You said that. Sorry, <laughs> I'll, I'll repeat that. Andy, uh, uh, Andy yeah. is getting a bigger and bigger ego. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In fourth is myself, um, a bit behind Andy on 159. Bobby and the stats team had a bad week. Only nine points. Um, and now in fifth on 144. Nine. Luckily for Bobby, could have been sixth because Lancashire had been sixth on 142 because Louise only got two points last week. That was score we've had yet. Well, we said that, um, didn't we, when she made her predictions, didn't we? We were like, it was one way or the other for Louise, wasn't it, last mm, week? Yeah. And bottom still in Yorkshire. But Alison had a pretty decent week and the gap's now only 15 points to Lancashire. And obviously, only seventeen points to the stats team. So right, I'm off this week anyway, aren't I? So maybe maybe my partner can do a bit better for yeah. us. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. I feel, well, I should well, not so. hopefully, but yeah. no, yeah, not for, <laughs> yeah, not us, anyway. for you, not for hope, Brian. Anyway. Ho- hopefully for me. <laughs> yeah. uh, so who's the uh, uh, who who've we got in tow this week, Brian? Right. So for the stats team, we have Cast Tiger stats. Um, for Yorkshire, we have our Leeds fan lot seventeen A. For Lancashire team, for the Lancashire team, we have a Salford fan who listens to the pod. Phil, yeah, is that Phil? Is a red? Uh, yeah, Phil is a red. Phil Rogers, yeah. Uh, Salford fan lives down lives down in Worcester. Okay. Um, um, and for the insiders, we have the Newcastle Thunder forward Brad Day. Okay, Excellent. playing this week. Excellent. Song, wasn't it? What? When you had a bread day. <laughs> should be a song, though. That should be a song. Be... They should. I hope they sing that at Newcastle. Play it when he scores a try. Oh, they've got to, haven't they, when you've had a bread day? Yeah. They've got to. I like that. Brilliant. Very good. Very, good. Very clever. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Told you that ego's getting big, didn't I? You did. <laughs> Shouldn't encourage it's it. It's because most weeks I'm rubbish, so I try and make the most of it when I have a good one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, where do you want to start, Bry? Right, first game up this week, boys, is Wakefield Fieldersfield on Thursday night, eight o'clock on Sky. Uh, yeah, uh, I, even though, as you said, Bry, I've I've not I'm not doing it this week. I'm gonna just give you my opinion and join in for a little bit of fun anyway. Play for fun. See what we, see what my partner's gone with. See if we agree. Uh, I think both desperately need to get back on a win. Um, I know Huddersfield have that semi final next week in the Challenge Cup. But I just, I don't know if they can afford another league loss. They're right on the, the edge of the, the, the playoffs now. Are they going to, you know, they need to bounce back quickly and and uh, get back on that. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Huddersfield by 10. Um, Yeah, I think they need to pick up a bit of momentum now heading into the semi-final. And yeah. Wakefield are on a bit of a downward spiral. I'm going to say Huddersfield by 14. Okay, and exactly the same reason that I'll go Huddersfield by 8. Well, Bobby, uh, the stats team this week have gone Huddersfield by twenty. I can I can deal with that. That's that's a I can deal as if he's top dog. Yeah, well, you, team. <laughs> yeah. you've got no option. Yeah, that's true. Hold <laughs> <Well> on, Roy. <laughs> uh, 
Phil for Lancashire has gone Huddersfield by four. Ha- like, uh, sorry, Lot 17A for Yorkshire has also gone Huddersfield by four. Bad day for the insiders has gone Huddersfield by 12. I think it's going to be a little bit close. I've gone Huddersfield by 10, only for the fact that Lola Hay isn't out. Right. Okie doke. What's next? Catalan v Castleford, Friday, half seven. Difficult one, I think, because Castleford have got a little bit of momentum going. But I don't actually think they've been that great. Even though they've picked up points, I don't actually think they've been that great. And the opposition they've played hasn't been of of that much quality. And Mm. I think Catalan, for the same reason as Huddersfield, they'll want to bounce back a bit of momentum. Um, So I'm going Catalan by 12. Okay. Um, yeah, I think this could be a close game. Um, big, big loss with uh, Josh Drinkwater being out, but I think Catalan being at home just puts them over the edge for me. So I'm going to say Catalan by eight. I also had Catalan by 12, but I'm going to change that to 14. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have changed it because the stats team have gone Catalan by 12. Oh, there you oh, go. go. On the same way. Even... Even though it's cast Tiger stats, who's done it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, oh. yeah. Oh. Phil Lancashire's... Well, oh, sorry. The good thing is, though, um, from from cast point of view, if you like, he has tipped Wakefield to lose by 20. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's been consistent in that one, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, very good. Yeah, it gets better on the next one as well. All right. <laughs> uh, Phil Lancashire, Catalan by six. Uh, lot 17, A for Yorkshire, Catalan by 18. Brad, uh, Brad for the insiders, Catalan by 10, and myself, Catalan by 16. Okie dokie. Next one, Brian. Leeds v Hull KR, Friday at 8pm. Um, could be, um, you just feel like, it, I just feel like Leeds could like bring it back any week, but mm. I just can't see him doing it this week. Um, they reckon Hardacre might be in the squad as early as this week. Whether he'll play and whether he'll play well, I don't know. Uh, but Ulkayar, six in a row, I think they'll make it seven. I'm going to say Ulkayar by ten. I I agree with you. I think you feel like Leeds could just bring it back at any moment. But I can also see Ulkayar resting a couple this week, not picking up any injuries or suspensions ahead of their... Uh, oh, no, they're not in the Challenge Cup, are they? Leeds, no. Okay, Ara. Oh, okay, Ara. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they were. Play sorry, Huddersfield. Huddersfield. I had a, yeah, sorry, I had a, I had a brain melt there. Uh, so I think they might rest a few, should I say. Um, so I think Leeds might actually bounce back this week. So I would have gone Leeds by six. But after Bry's comment, I feel like my partner's gone the complete opposite direction to me. Okay, well, I'm going to go Hull KR 12 because I think they'll want to keep the momentum and yeah. lose them before the semis. Yeah. We've got a mixed bag. Yeah. Uh, the stats team this week have gone Hull KR by 28. Love it. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, Bill for Lancashire leads by two. Lot 17 for Yorkshire has done a me and gone leads by seven. Seven. Mm. Brad for the insiders has gone Hull KR by 16. And I don't think they will best anyone because it is leads and the whole... Smith connection, Maguire connection, and trying to keep momentum going for next week. Yeah, yeah. But I still think it's going to be a bit close, and I've gone KR by four. Okie dokie. Next game. 
Saint Helens v Salford Friday at eight o'clock. Uh, yeah, I think um, I think Saints have had their rest period now. I think they'll they'll bounce back right before the Challenge Cup semi final. I've not seen a lot of strong defence from Salford, and I think when Saints are coming at you, I think it could be a big scoreline. So for that reason, I'm going to go Saints by twenty four. Yeah, similar thing for me. I think they'll want to get back into winning ways before the semi. A lot of players back. Saints 22. Yeah, yeah exactly the same thoughts. They'll want to quickly get back to where they were. Um, obviously, they'll, they'll not want to do injuries, but I think Salford are down on troops as well. So I'm going to say Saints 28. we got a clean sweep. Uh, cast Tiger Stats has gone Saints by 16. Phil for Lancashire, Saints by 24. Oh, well done, That's it. Phil the Salford fan goes safe <laughs> yeah. for 24. Well done, Phil. Led 17, A for Yorkshire, Saints by 20. Bradford the Insiders, Saints by 18. And myself, I've gone Saints by 24. To be fair, Callum, they didn't improve a lot in the, the weekend game against Wigan. They did, but I think they've got a couple of knocks. Okay. All right. Next game, Brian. Uh, Friday night, Sky. Waddington v Wigan. Traditionally, always a a heavyweight clash. I don't think it will be this time. No, I, think, I don't. I think Wigan will win by 14 for the simple reason that I think they're a lot better. Yeah, what Warrington have been playing uh, better. Um, I'm not quite sure whether Wigan rested players over the Easter period. Will they do it now with having the semi-final? Have they gone the other way? Have they done it a week later than Saints? It's a big one to rest players to... against Warrington, in it, for them, you know? Yeah, I, I understand that, but with the semi-final coming up the week after and them yeah. not having rested... Could be right. Um, I'm not... It, it, without seeing the squads, it's it's hard to say. Um, I might have just talked myself out of it, but I would say Wigan by eight... I agree with what you just said, and for that reason, I think Warrington at home have the advantage, and I'm going to go Warrington by four. I'd be tempted with that. The stats team with Cast Tiger stats have gone Wigan by eight. Bill for Lancashire have gone Wigan by six. Lot 17A for Yorkshire have gone Warrington by two. Hmm. Bad day for the insiders has gone Wigan by eight, and I've gone Wigan by ten. I think this is the issue with the KR game and Huddersfield and Wigan game. You, Huddersfield have put a good squad out, but you don't know what they're then going to put the team out. And the, you think that KR would go to Leeds and want to win, and you think the same with Wigan. It's yeah. just what they do. Yeah. And speaking to Everyone who's predicted, they're all all under the same, all under the same um, situation. They're all thinking the same thing. Yeah, a bit like last week with us, having got a clue with squads, doing a double header. Yeah. You just didn't know, did you? No, that's right. No, and that should leave us last but not least, Brian. One more game. Saturday, Hull FC feet to lose three o'clock. Although John Wells thought it was in Toulouse, but right. it's not in Hull. It's not, it's <laughs> not much difference. It's not like John Wells. Um, not much difference. Um, City of culture. True. They've, they've got bridges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Toulouse, just rubbish, really. I just think that the goal line defence that they showed against Leeds, 
as we said earlier, and the lack of pressure on the drop goal that Leeds put over. He even had time to fumble it in his hands yeah. and still bang it over. Um, they're just struggling at the minute, um, and I, I think Hull will win. Um, but I think they might possibly rest one or two. Um, and not, like you say, Reynolds is out. I'm going to say Hull by 16. Yeah, I, I agree. I think if Hull were to look to rest players, I think this is your, your game to do it. Sitting mm-hmm. fourth, I don't think there's much risk in dropping out of that playoff. So, yeah, I think they're looking a lot better. Um, I would, I'd go hull by about twelve. I think if you look back over the over the predictions over the last few weeks, you could have a jingle out of that. Callum just going, oh, Toulouse are rubbish. So well, they are though. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, sorry, but they are. I'm going hull uh, hull FC by twenty. Fair enough. We got a we got a clean sweep, boys. And um, cast Tiger stats uh, for the stats team has gone Hull by 26, Phil for Lancashire, Hull by 16, Lot 17, A for Yorkshire, Hull by 24, Brad for the insiders, Hull by 20, and although they are Jekyll and Hyde like Warrington, I've gone Hull by 22. Okay, fair enough. Thanks, Brian. I think that just about wraps us up, doesn't it? Yes. Um... Another good episode, I think. Um, yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you to, to Jordan again for joining us um, on the pod to talk about all the happenings at Leeds. Thank you again to Brian for doing the Predictions League. Um, and if you have stayed with us, thank you very much for listening. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Loose Forward Pod. Um, wherever you're going watching your games this week, stay safe and enjoy. But from everybody here at the Loose Forward Podcast, it's goodbye. Bye. Bye.